Well, wasn't that pleasant? This is Alan Weiss with The Uncomfortable Truth. And today, it's that profitable year. I don't know about you, but I do think this applies to some of you, maybe even many of you. This wasn't my best revenue year, but it was my very best profit year. I'm talking about 2020. I'm not running global conventions. I'm not flying first class all over the place. I'm not staying in suites. I'm not being driven in limos. And while I miss that lifestyle to some extent, it's a lot cheaper. It was not unusual, as I ran these meetings all over the world, to have a monthly American Express bill in six figures. A couple of months ago, my American Express bill was $12.40. My office expenses are higher than ever because I've been doing all this work here along with sounds and lights and whistles and bells and Zoom and everything else, but how much does some extra lights and a good mic cost? They really can't compare to the reduction in my travel and business expenses. Now, I'm not making light of those whose businesses have been crippled or personal finances drained. I mean no disrespect. I'm sensitive. I've tried to support everyone I can in those positions. But people who have been innovative and who have had reserves, were able to do quite well in the professional services business. That's the reality. And most surveys today show professional services businesses leading on the growth curve among everyone. That's because in this business, we are ideally suited for remote work. It's because we tend to have repeat business and referral business. It's because we have a community of clients and interested others. And it's why so many people are taking an entrepreneurial path these days because they want to be reliant on themselves and not a corporate entity and not a business and not the government and seize control of their lives. I'm not trying to proselytize. I'm simply stating a truth. High-end restaurants are looking into ways to continue to offer better and better takeout food and services. They're experimenting with better ways to keep food hot, to keep the flavor in, to give people more choices, such as providing raw materials and letting people cook them, or providing finished meals which stay hot and are delivered that way. This revenue is constant, even after they have full seating capacity inside, but it represents huge profit because there is very little attendant overhead. You don't have servers, you don't have linen or crystal or china or spillage or breakage or any of that stuff, much less people complaining about their table or arriving early or arriving late. You can buy and sell cars today without leaving your home. You can actually choose cars and have them delivered to your home and get a week to use them and then have the provision to return them in exchange for a different car. You can sell your car the same way. They'll show up at your house with a flatbed and a check. Amazon and UPS and FedEx all deliver on weekends here now. We got, we, just this last weekend, we got uh, a FedEx delivery on Sunday morning and a Prime delivery Sunday evening. Now, why would any of that stop? These are not stopgap measures anymore. Rather, they're innovative ways to provide value now and forever, probably. That's why so many shuttered restaurants are being purchased by new restaurant owners. 
They want the facility, and they want to open it in a different manner. They're not bad investments if they run in acceptance of the times. No one has a bad investment if they're innovative and if they adjust their nature to the times. Do you know who first said that? Machiavelli, when he wrote The Prince, and he was dealing with the Medicis, not microbes. There's a service station here in Rhode Island, about a mile from my house, where almost all the others are self-serve, meaning you stand out in the wind and the rain and the snow and the sleet and pump your own damn gas. But this service, this gas station, provides attendants who do it like the old days. And they pump gas, and they are extremely polite. These people must own the station. But there are cars lined up to wait patiently to get gas there. And that's because they've adapted to the times and realize that not everybody wants to pump their own gas and not everybody can. Speakers, the good speakers, and I don't mean good on stage, I mean smart, have adjusted to remote delivery and entire conventions have become virtual. Do they have drawbacks? Yeah, it's hard to network. It's hard to have a drink with someone, hard to walk outside and have a cigar and chat about what you can do for each other. But it beats the hell out of these organizers spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to draw people in and feed them and clothe them and house them and take care of them. This will change. And you'll find conventions that are at least hybrid with people in attendance and people attending remotely. 25% of every business, mark my words, are changing and will be changed either by their own design or unconsciously. I'm not talking 25% of all businesses, I mean 25% of every business or more than 25%. And so I ask you, on this Uncomfortable Truth episode, what are you going to change? What have you changed? What will you change? Are you envisioning on the horizon, as I am, a vaccine passport, which will be required for travel, to attend live events, maybe even to get into restaurants and gyms and business meetings? I received my first shot, my first COVID vaccine shot, last evening, on February the 15th. I'll get my next one in four weeks. I intend to have any passport I need, and so should you. You need to adapt to these times. And that's maybe some uncomfortable truth. <laughs>